0: Imagine suddenly, without warning, being forced into quarantine so you don't contaminate your family. Imagine suddenly, without warning, you no longer have access to your normal emotional comforts. Imagine suddenly, without warning, you have to give it to yourself. Imagine suddenly, without warning, you go from invincibility to sheer panic in one week. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life. How coronavirus saved my life. Episode 2, The Crumble. After emerging from quarantine, I was a different person. My brain was different. My emotions were very vulnerable. I was easily fatigued, especially at 3 p.m. Brain fog, numbness tingling in my hands still. Lots of uncertainty, anxiety, anxiety. This was a time that I was in desperate need of emotional support, comfort, and someone just to tell me it's going to be okay. Unfortunately, at the time, my husband was not able to provide these things for me. I was the one that was usually in charge of dinner. Bill organization, the house, vacation planning, organizing my daughter's school, doing it all. I couldn't do that anymore. I already had difficulty working and concentrating and making decisions at work. Let alone come home and take my work hat off and put the mom and wife hat on. I'd hit the door and I'd have to lay down. Or if I had a bad day, I needed to talk about it. And my husband appeared uninterested, disconnected, and I felt abandoned. When I emerged from quarantine, my emotional vulnerability was very similar to when I was a teenager when we first met. We first met when I was 16. I always joked he was the prom date from hell because we went to prom together and he never left my side. Our emotional bond and connection was mainly through our difficult childhood, our drug use, our humor, and our go with the flow attitude. I was very emotional dependent on him. He would treat me like a princess, do lots of things for me. But there came a point where I couldn't do that anymore. When September 11th happened, it opened my eyes to how can I help the world? I looked at myself and I said, you got to make changes, Christine, and the changes are to help humanity. So I decided to go into the medical field. And as t- time went on, years go by, I became more independent and more less dependent emotionally on my husband. I did not realize at the time that this affected him. And he started having confusion and uncertainty during those times. He felt he was not needed anymore. So our roles sort of shifted. I became the more masculine role. And I'm not really sure how I would describe his role. Because it seemed like as we started achieving our goals financially... Um our work goals, as we were progressing and advancing, our marriage was regressing. Our goal was to build a beautiful house, have a pool, blah, 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 have nice things. But during that material goal setting our emotional goal setting was lost. I did not realize how disconnected we were until I emerged from quarantine. We were having issues before and we talked about them and talked about them. Well, I talked about them and talked about them with, I felt and perceived with little response from him. During this time, you know, Donald Trump was president and he was so fixated on hating him. He constantly watched the news over and over and over. And as he became obsessed with the man that he hated, he took on that man's traits. He could no longer give hugs. He could no longer apologize. He could no longer provide any type of emotional support to me. Even when I literally told him just very simple steps several times. Just say you're sorry. How can I help? And give me a hug. And he couldn't do any of those. And before I got coronavirus, he flipped a switch And we started doing better. But once I got coronavirus and went into quarantine, when I emerged, he was backed to that disconnected man who all he did was live on the other side of the house, watch TV, and work, 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 work. I became more resentful because I was felt all alone, not just with myself, but with helping my daughter with her schoolwork. He would say things like, give me an hour. Because he was watching the fucking news. We would be sitting for dinner, and I could barely get him to the dinner table. And then he would eat really fast, and then disappear. And I'd go, and he's looking at news articles. He became very obsessed with this. And as he did this, he disconnected from the family. My daughter observed this and she became more disconnected herself. I only know who knows what she was thinking. She probably thought it was her fault because we argued a lot about her schoolwork and it never felt like we were a team. I felt like I was alone doing it all on my own. So my daughter probably assumed That we were fighting because of her. Which wasn't even the case. We were married 12 years before we decided. Actually, (laughs) we were married 12 years. We didn't want children. And then after 12 years, I became pregnant. As like a oops. And I was scared to death. I did not want to have children. Because I did not want to be like my mother. I was so scared that I was going to be like my mom. I definitely didn't want a daughter. (laughs) Joke's on me. (laughs) So both of those things happened. And when she was born, it was fine. Um, I definitely knew I didn't want to do this again. I didn't like the infant stage um, where someone was like needing care all the time. But as she grew older, you know, we bonded and she's great. But my daughter could see my husband being more despondent and me becoming more depressed, emotional. It was to a point where we could barely even talk without either fighting or me just crying my eyes out. And I just got to a point where I couldn't even think of one damn good thing about myself. Here I'm this person that has accomplished all of these things. I have all of these wonderful friends. I have all of these wonderful, quote, things. But I could not see one good thing about myself. I would cry and cry and cry. I was constantly looking at him for some sort of reassurance, compliment. My energy was so fucking needy. He couldn't even respond to it, I suppose. I don't know. Like, for example, I came home and I had a day where some things really, really irritated me and I had a bad day. And I came home and I wanted to talk to him about it. And I started talking to him about it. And he just looks at me blankly like, what are we having for dinner? Did you get the tacos? There would be times where I, I was really upset with him. I'm like, why aren't you talking to me? Why are you, why are you like this? And he would say, uh, make a comment like, oh, I know what's really going on. You're about to start your period very hurtful things, and no accountability, and I just, at some point, was like, I cannot do this anymore, you are destroying me, and we decided that we would separate and do it at a very slow pace, he started sleeping in the guest bedroom, um, It was a very um, type of situation where we just kind of navigated on a daily basis. We knew that our marriage was ending and we respected each other and had love for each other and love for our daughter. We both never had good examples of great divorces. In fact, he and I were married the longest out of everyone in our family. We both have had family members, moms, dad, With multiple marriages. Multiple half-siblings, you know. And we were navigating it ourselves. We were doing a pretty good job, I would say. But it was still very devastating. Because I felt very abandoned by him. We built this dream life. And he just completely gave up on it. He gave up on me. And he gave up on our vision of what a family is. The one, the family vision that we had planned. All of this was very, very scary for me. Because I have not been single ever. When I was, you know, a teenager, I'd bounce from relationship to relationship. And he was someone I've known my whole life. And it never seemed like we were separate. We had our friends and things like that. And I would go on trips and things like that. But it was always Christine and Shane, Christine and Shane. And I did not know a world without him and it was completely devastating for me I was not sure what my future was holding for me I was not sure what my vision was for myself I just knew that the way things were going was not a good ending So, I'm continuing to meditate. I'm continuing to work on my vagus nerve stimulation. Continuing to work on doing things in short clusters and preserving my energy. Laying down when I need to lay down in the afternoon. Getting vitamin D. Swimming. Eating organic food. Working on my gut health, taking supplements, drinking water, you know, all of those things. It was like I was turning into a different person and he was remaining the same. I felt I was starting to progress. Was completely stagnant and it was hard to watch because I always thought our journey was gonna be a journey that we took together I never imagined that our journey would split so we decided to do our own divorce, we didn't want to get lawyers, it was stupid, to pay lawyers money to get what, <laughs> to get what, you know, people are fighting over things, If we just split it down the middle, we wanted everything to be fair, there was no reason to fight, nothing, he keeps his 401k, I keep mine, everything was just split, um, as things were getting closer and closer, I it was time to start, you know, letting Sophia know there was a secret we were hiding in our households. Before things were getting easier, you know, the saying is things get worse before they get better. I was emotionally all over the place because I was losing my best friend. I was losing my husband and I was losing my family. And he did not shed one tear that I saw. He never seemed to have any sort of reaction about any of it. And I started questioning, was all this for nothing? He's not even going to shed one tear? Not even apologize? Not even fucking try Why wasn't he even trying? There was one time where I was just crying all weekend. And our daughter saw me in the kitchen crying. And she asked me, why are you crying, crying, Mommy? And I said, your daddy doesn't love me anymore. I didn't know what else to say. And right at that time, he came right around the corner and pulled her in the room. And I don't know what he said to her. But she started treating me differently, and he completely stopped talking to me. And then, after two days, he was like, We need to talk, and proceeded to tell me something was wrong with me because of my emotions. He called them, quote, emotional outbursts. I was stunned. He told me that maybe I should leave the house and they stay here, that I needed help. I was completely stunned. I told him that it was not normal for him to have no reaction, that this is pretty normal and devastating to lose your family and your marriage, and that it was normal to cry. And I looked at him and I said, don't you think you deserve this? You deserve to have your family. Anyways, things sort of shifted from there. Um, I'm not sure what shifted in his mind. You know, I kept always thinking that I could read his mind or was reading his reactions towards me. But, you know, that was all me internalizing things. So, as I started making this shift, I started realizing how much my attachments were intertwined with him. My validation, the center, the core of my person... Was so intertwined and wrapped up in him that all of my emotions were reactions to his reactions. As I started looking at this more, I realized holy shit, my ego. Is so wrapped up in him. That I don't even know. What my own personal reactions are to the world. Because I'm so laser focused on how he. Is treating or not treating me. I started to really examine this. As I examined this I realized I need to sever my ego from him. This was one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. Ego work is a bitch.